1 Samuel 29 1-31-13 Now the Philistines brought all their forces together at Aphek, while Israel camped by the spring in Jezreel. As the Philistine leaders marched out their units of hundreds and thousands, David and his men marched behind them with Achish. Then the commanders of the Philistines asked, What about these Hebrews? Achish replied, Is this not David, the servant of King Saul of Israel? He has been with me all these days, even years, and from the day he defected until today I have found no fault in him. But the commanders of the Philistines were angry with Achish and told him, Send that man back and let him return to the place you assigned him. He must not go down with us into battle only to become our adversary during the war. What better way for him to regain the favor of his master than with the heads of our men? Is this not the David about whom they sing in their dances, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his tens of thousands? So Achish summoned David and told him, As surely as the Lord lives, you have been upright in my sight, and it seems right that you should march in and out with me in the army, because I have found no fault in you from the day you came to me until this day. But you have no favor in the sight of the leaders. Therefore turn back now and go in peace, so that you will not do anything to displease the leaders of the Philistines. But what have I done? David replied. What have you found against your servant, from the day I came to you until today, to keep me from going along to fight against the enemies of my lord the king? Achish replied, I know that you are as pleasing in my sight as an angel of God. But the commanders of the Philistines have said, He must not go into battle with us. Now then, get up early in the morning, along with your master's servants who came with you, and go as soon as it is light. So David and his men got up early in the morning to return to the land of the Philistines. And the Philistines went up to Jezreel. On the third day David and his men arrived in Ziklag, and the Amalekites had raided the Negev, attacked Ziklag, and burned it down. They had taken captive the women and all who were there, both young and old. They had not killed anyone, but had carried them off as they went on their way. When David and his men came to the city, they found it burned down and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. So David and the troops with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no strength left to weep. David's two wives, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail the widow of Nabal of Carmel, had been taken captive. And David was greatly distressed because the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of every man grieved for his sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord his God. Then David said to Abiathar the priest, the son of Ahimelech, bring me the ephod. So Abiathar brought it to him, and David inquired of the Lord, should I pursue these raiders? Will I overtake them? Pursue them, the Lord replied, for you will surely overtake them and rescue the captives. So David and his six hundred men went to the brook of Basor, where some stayed behind because two hundred men were too exhausted to cross the brook. But David and four hundred men continued in pursuit. Now his men found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David. They gave the man water to drink and food to eat a piece of a fig cake and two clusters of raisins. So he ate and was revived, for he had not had any food or water for three days and three nights. Then David asked him, To whom do you belong, and where are you from? I am an Egyptian, he replied, the slave of an Amalekite. My master abandoned me three days ago when I fell ill. We raided the Negev of the Carathites, the territory of Judah, and the Negev of Caleb, and we burned down Ziklag. Will you lead me to these raiders? David asked. And the man replied, Swear to me by God that you will not kill me or deliver me into the hand of my master, and I will lead you to them. So he led David down, and there were the Amalekites spread out over all the land, eating, drinking, and celebrating the great amount of plunder they had taken from the land of the Philistines and the land of Judah. And David struck them down from twilight until the evening of the next day. Not a man escaped, except four hundred young men who fled, riding off on camels. So David recovered everything the Amalekites had taken, including his two wives. Nothing was missing, 
young or old, son or daughter, or any of the plunder the Amalekites had taken. David brought everything back. And he recovered all the flocks and herds, which his men drove ahead of the other livestock, calling out, This is David's plunder. When David came to the two hundred men who had been too exhausted to follow him from the brook of Basor, they came out to meet him and the troops with him. As David approached the men, he greeted them, but all the wicked and worthless men among those who had gone with David said, Because they did not go with us, we will not share with them the plunder we recovered, except for each man's wife and children. They may take them and go. But David said, My brothers, you must not do this with what the Lord has given us. He has protected us and delivered into our hands the raiders who came against us. Who will listen to your proposal? The share of the one who went to battle will match the share of the one who stayed with the supplies. They will share alike. And so it has been from that day forward. David established this statute as an ordinance for Israel to this very day. When David arrived in Ziklag, he sent some of the plunder to his friends, the elders of Judah, saying, Here is a gift for you from the plunder of the Lord's enemies. He sent gifts to those in Bethel, Ramoth Negev, and Jatir, to those in Aror, Sifmoth, and Eshtemoa, to those in Rachel and in the cities of the Jeremielites and Kenites, to those in Horma, Borashan, and Athach, and to those in Hebron and in all the places where David and his men had roamed. Now the Philistines fought against Israel, and the men of Israel fled before them, and many fell slain on Mount Gilboa. The Philistines followed hard after Saul and his sons, and they killed Saul's sons Jonathan, Abinadab, and Malchishua. When the battle intensified against Saul, the archers overtook him and wounded him critically. Then Saul said to his armor-bearer, Draw your sword and run it through me, or these uncircumcised men will come and run me through and torture me. But his armor-bearer was terrified and refused to do it. So Saul took his own sword and fell on it. When his armor-bearer saw that Saul was dead, he too fell on his own sword and died with him. So Saul, his three sons, his armor-bearer, and all his men died together that same day. When the Israelites along the valley and those on the other side of the Jordan saw that the army of Israel had fled and that Saul and his sons had died, they abandoned their cities and ran away. So the Philistines came and occupied their cities. The next day, when the Philistines came to strip the dead, they found Saul and his three sons fallen on Mount Gilboa. They cut off Saul's head, stripped off his armor, and sent messengers throughout the land of the Philistines to proclaim the news in the temples of their idols, and among their people. They put his armor in the temple of the Ashtoreths and hung his body on the wall of Bethshan. When the people of Jabesh-Gilead heard what the Philistines had done to Saul, all their men of valor set out, journeyed all night, and retrieved the bodies of Saul and his sons from the wall of Bethshan. When they arrived at Jabesh, they burned the bodies there. Then they took their bones and buried them under the tamarisk tree in Jabesh, and they fasted seven days. John 11:55-12:19. Now the Passover of the Jews was near, and many went up to Jerusalem out of the region before the Passover, so that they might purify themselves. Therefore they were seeking Jesus and were saying among one another standing in the temple, What does it seem to you, that he will not come to the feast? Now the chief priests and the Pharisees had given a command that if anyone should know where he is, he should show it, so that they might seize him. Therefore six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised out from the dead. Therefore they made him a supper there, and Martha was serving, and Lazarus was one of those reclining with him. Therefore Mary, having taken a litre of fragrant oil of pure nard, of great price, anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, being about to betray him, says, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for three hundred denarii and given to the poor? But he said this, not because he was caring for the poor, but because he was a thief, and having the money bag, he used to pilfer that being put into it. Therefore Jesus said, Leave her alone, 
so that for the day of my burial she may keep it. For you always have the poor with you, but not always do you have me. Therefore a great crowd of the Jews knew that he is there, and they came, not only because of Jesus, but that they might see Lazarus also, whom he had raised out from the dead. But the chief priests took counsel, that they might kill Lazarus also, because on account of him many of the Jews were going away and were believing in Jesus. On the next day the great crowd having come to the feast, having heard that Jesus is coming into Jerusalem, took the branches of the palm trees and went out to meet him, and were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one coming in the name of the Lord! And the King of Israel! Now Jesus, having found a young donkey, sat upon it, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion! Behold, your king comes, sitting on a colt of a donkey! His disciples did not know these things from the first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things were written of him, and these things they had done to him. Therefore the crowd being with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him out from the dead, continued to bear witness. On account of this also the crowd met him, because they heard of his having done this sign. Therefore the Pharisees said among themselves, You see that you gain nothing. Behold, the world has gone after him. Psalm 118 1-18 Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, his loving devotion endures forever. Let Israel say, His loving devotion endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, His loving devotion endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, His loving devotion endures forever. In my distress I called to the Lord, and He answered and set me free. The Lord is on my side, I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? The Lord is on my side, He is my helper. Therefore I will look in triumph on those who hate me. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. All the nations surrounded me, but in the name of the Lord I cut them off. They surrounded me on every side, but in the name of the Lord I cut them off. They swarmed around me like bees, but they were extinguished like burning thorns, in the name of the Lord I cut them off. I was pushed so hard I was falling, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song, and He has become my salvation. Shouts of joy and salvation resound in the tents of the righteous, the right hand of the Lord performs with valor. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord performs with valor. I will not die, but I will live and proclaim what the Lord has done. The Lord disciplined me severely, but He has not given me over to death. Proverbs 15 24-26 The path of life leads upward for the wise, that he may avoid going down to Sheol. The Lord tears down the house of the proud, but He protects the boundaries of the widow. The Lord detests the thoughts of the wicked, but the words of the pure are pleasant to Him.